0: Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and we are back with our Guys Like Us summer series. Today, we're discussing prayer, so stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Bronnick and thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'll make make this introduction brief today. We are back with our Guys Like Us summer series. If you've been tuning in for a little bit now, um Thanks for coming back. If you're new, essentially what this is is we've been taking um, a sidestep and we are still doing the Guys Like Us podcast that we've been doing for the past few years, interviewing, having conversations with different um, different folks, whether they're authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, but now um, we've added a special, a special topical series for this summer, and so we look at different topics such as spiritual care, um, spirituality, formation, um, and now we're looking into prayer. And so uh, I'm excited for today. I really believe that you're going to enjoy this this rich conversation um, with Andrew and Ot. And we talk about, and we break down a few different perspectives um, of how we can uh, honor God and just seek communion and union um, with him in our prayer life. And so uh, if you've been tuning in for some time now, um, if you uh, if you could leave an iTunes rating and review it is one of the best ways that you can help support. Another great way you can support would be to um, share, uh, just take a screenshot of wh- wherever you're listening and Uh, Send it to a few friends or post it on social media Um, and then third uh, if you are inclined to to donate um, you can go to www.theguyslikeus.com and you can click on the donate now button. Without further ado here is our talk on prayer. Hello and welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast and Guys Like Us on YouTube. Um, My name is Tyler Brondike, and we are back today with another episode of our Guys Like Us summer series. Um, We've been doing this now for a few weeks, um, have gotten into some different topics. So if you have not checked this out uh, yet, you can go back and look at, uh, we've done some spiritual formation, we've looked into uh, a few different books, John Mark Comer, John Eldridge, Dallas Willard, um, and have really broken down uh, our spiritual life, and so now we're coming at a, a little bit of a different angle and um, different focus point. And what we'll be doing is discussing prayer. And so I'm back again here with Andrew, who's been on the past few times, and then we also have um, Ot Ashamfor, um, who will be joining and talking a little bit about prayer as well. So, um, guys, thanks for joining me today. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so prayer is such a such a big topic, but I think. Um, Definitely one that I know I've been focused on, and I think a lot of people have. We're um, just—it's always—it's always important. It's something right. that's that we can always incorporate more of and just bring into our spiritual life. And so, there's a few books that we're just using as reference points for a year. But again, as always, the conversation goes as it goes. And so we have Tim Keller's book on prayer, experiencing awe and intimacy with God, and then we have um, Secrets of a Prayer Warrior by Derek Prince as well. Um, And so we'll just be kind of using these books as touch points um, in this conversation. So to start, just want to hear from you guys um, just kind of what prayer is. So taking a step back, attempting to define prayer. Is there anything that comes to mind in general? And then from, you know, from the books that you've been reading
1: Mm.
0: of how prayers can be defined. Come out the gate with the heavy
1: question, man. Start it off big. Yeah. I like it. So
0: we got we got I try I mean, this is heavy, but But it's at least it's a foundation. it's it is a foundation, even yes. though it's, you know Yeah. I know. think
2: OT has something cooking, man. I saw it. No, go ahead. <laughs> what does it mean to pray? Um is such a multifaceted, multi layered question that I think I would have answered very differently at different stages of my life. Hmm. Uh, earlier in my Christian walk, when I was uh, navigating certain things, prayer was a lot of asking for things. Hmm. And, right, it was like, Lord, let my life look the way I wanted to. And the way I prayed and what I prayed yeah. for reflected what I thought about God in those moments. And so to realize it is transforming now into more of a conversation, dialogue. And I always thought about it being a one way thing of me telling God hmm. what I want and what I think He should do. And prayer is more of a dialogue of this back and forth not just asking God for things, but conversing with God, yeah. but also having those moments for listening. So I think prayer, to sum it up, for, in my very limited understanding, is a conversation with God. Um,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's deeper, it's something different, right? So yeah. you get more from it than you do talking with people and humans, and so it's deep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Deep, deep. No, I agree. And I think just one point off that is, right, it's just this, this 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 level of conversation because you're talking to a person right the mm. person mm. but then also you're talking to something far greater far mm. tr- far transcendent and holy and just that brings this kind of awe and reverence mm. as well and cue the kind of the the initial tagline here of awe Come on. and so ot anything you'd like to add
1: yeah no i definitely agree with uh basically everything you guys said um to your point um When I was younger, I was praying, you know, need-based prayers, I would Mm. call them, right? right. Uh, So based on the need, I was, the need was kind of fueling me to go to God and pray. Mm. So when God solves the problem or Mm. or responds and your life is comfortable, then you're not, you know, you don't have that motivation to pray anymore because... You know, mm. that's how you saw prayer as. But as you grow and mature in, in the things of God, you come to realize that prayer is a communication, right? Mm. It's it's and communication is the bedrock of every relationship, mm. like you were talking about. So mm. you're communicating to God your heart, right, and your life, um, and He already knows it, right? Mm. But then in return, He's revealing Himself to you, right, and kind of conforming you to mm. you know who you are in Him and who He is, and that and that mm. kind of thing. So. Yeah.
0: I yeah, yeah. I think there's this aspect too of this that you said multi-layered in the beginning, and that I think there's there's a, a difference almost between like relationship and union, and mm. I think they're both t- they're together, and wow. I think union wow. is something where you really experience a deeper intimacy, mm. and this is where you start to kind of then open up into this multi-layered. Okay, I'm I'm interested. I want to mm. learn more. Mm. Um, so the purpose of prayer and so we've talked about that a little bit um and so ote just want to know from your perspective a little bit more on kind of um yeah why it's important and kind of what are some good
1: reasons to pray okay so i'll offer sort of a perspective uh uh, that uh uh, may not necessarily be what most people ascribe to but um and i I stand on certain scriptures from that perspective but um Hmm. Uh, so in the beginning, when God, uh, when He created man and woman, right, He He, he said um, He gave them sort of dominion, right, to take to take over, rule the world, take dominion over the world. And uh, we learn from the New Testament in in a couple different places. One where Satan is tempting Jesus, right. He says, hey, here are all the kingdoms of the world. Mm. I, I have control to give it to mm. you, right? Mm. And, and, and in Corinth, uh, of Ephesians, Paul says, um, calls him the, uh, the spirit that has power over um, the spirit of the, wor- of the power of the air, if you would, right? Mm. He rules the world, mm. right? And he makes that reference. So um, I, I look at prayer or the purpose of prayer as um, God's will must be done on earth, right? and God's kingdom must be exacted here on earth. His purpose must be established and it will be established through his people, right? Mm. But there's a conflict be- between us and the devil, right? And the devil's trying to trying to thwart that purpose of God, right? And mm. we must exact the victory that Jesus Christ has already won over mm. the devil and exact that into uh earth here mm. and mm. take rulership and ownership mm. again. So, mm. so I see that as the purpose of prayer is, it's God's will being exacted here on earth. Mm. So that's why when uh, th- he was teaching the disciples how to pray, he says, "Pray that thy kingdom come, thy mm. will be done, done. on earth." Yeah.
2: Mm. that's so, dope. Isn't yeah. like through the answers you're watching, you're you have a part in asking for the kingdom to come, and at the same time watching it happen by intimately knowing the answer to the prayer that's being exactly. asked. That's exactly. pretty dope. I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I I think yeah. that's cool and, and I think kinda of going off like riffing off that reality of like if we are in a battle of sorts, right, for the kingdom to be established and God is the commander, how do you get to know the will of the commander? It's through dialogue, it's conversation, it's hmm. negotiating, navigating. Hmm. Um and sort of thing, right? Like what a blessed yeah. way or what an honor it is too, right? Like exactly. the Lord has promoted us up to hear the will of God and do that. Um yeah. and I think to that relationship too, um, I find that people who I'm leading in things like that, when they get to a place where I don't have to explicitly say what they have to do, they know it because they know me, it becomes a huge thing. And so to realize like prayer is also this this layering on of more and more intimacy that we we get to experience God and know Him better. I think of my relationship with my wife, right? Like we've been together 11 years now. There's a lot of stuff that's known about each other. We know facts and facts. I know her weight, her height. I can tell you all these things, but knowing her is from conversation mm. and having deep relationship. Mm. Um, yeah. And so to think through, right, like, what a blessing. Purpose, uh, the purpose of prayer not only helps us to do godly things, but to know God, which is crazy, like, yeah, yeah. and not just to know facts about Him, but to know Him, know Him well. Yeah. Um, it's just cool, man. Like, and so so I think prayer draws our hearts closer to who God is um, and what He's about. And by the time you finish those two things, and those are part of who you are, and the world becomes a different place, right, which is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, I, and I completely agree, and I think... Um, so coming, what, one thing I'm hearing is this coming to a fuller knowledge, fuller knowledge of God too, mm. right? It's like if you're if you're on a path and it, you want to have an idea of who, who your guide is, mm. so that you can actually follow. And that's the prayer. I think establishes mm. this level of trust, where mm. you are able to to then put your, to kind of to put yourself, to put your heart, to put your mind mm. into something that is going to bear that fruit. Mm. Um, and then the other thing mm. I think when we look in Scripture too, like how many times Jesus prayed, right? We we talk about that the Our Father prayer mm. of when He's teaching His disciples. Mm. Um, we also there's an example here. Um, he often prayed often and regularly with fervent cries and tears, mm. um, and so we see kind of the, mm. the, the levels of depth. Uh, of how important that is, and this is in Hebrews five seven, so it's central. I mean, mm. there's a lot more texts and, mm. and script, in and scripture we can draw out, but mm. definitely no short of uh, of that communication with the Father. Yeah. Um, and I love what Derek Prince says, and he says, God not only welcomes us into prayer; He is waiting for us to pray. Mm. Come on, yeah.
2: Ooh. yeah, that's a sermon right there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Somebody out there preach that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just planting seeds here. All right. So just take what you can.
1: You know, uh, someone's going to pull up yeah, the next the, Bible study. God's waiting for you. No. Yeah, the introduction of that book, uh, Secrets of a Prayer Word, yeah. I, I really love how how what Derek Prince how he sets up the book so he talks about like the old testament priest and their responsibility mm-hmm. right and he talks about how as we know in the new testament Jesus Christ right is becomes the the priest right the the everlasting priest if you will right and he his whole job is cuz the priest would bring um basically the needs of the people before god and would sacrifice for the sins of the people right and so just to that verse mm-hmm. that you you yeah. um you just brought up Jesus Christ, like his whole life was, mm. you know, an example of what our prayer life should mm. look like. Right. Uh, there, there must be times in our prayer life where we don't even ask anything for ourselves. Mm. Right. The burden that's bringing us to pray is for others. Right. Mm. And, and bringing others before God. Wow. You know? Wow. So, yeah.
2: Mm, I like that.
1: And I, I like that. I really like that too. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, well, that's something we'll, we'll definitely come back to. Um, I was just thinking of, like, the, the different elements of prayer. So mm-hmm. I think it was kind of where um, we said, right, it can be so multifaceted and layered And I think there's a lot of, um, right, there's a, the, the Lord's Prayer, which we see in Scripture. But then we have a lot of people and who have kind of fought through prayer mm-hmm. on different levels and different dynamics. And so there's a few kind of elements that I've broken down here, but... When you when you were reading the book, when you're kind of looking at your past experiences, is there could you kind of break this de- prayer down into different elements?
2: Yes, you, you often think of like, can I put objective categories around something? Right? Like, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to do, right? Like yeah. when, when I'm talking with my wife, yeah. it's like, can, are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like it just it just shifts so naturally, which is cool. I think that's an yeah. element of of person, right? Like that's true. when we're driving in a car and we just it flips the theology conversation <laughs> or life conversation. Like it yeah. just has that. But I think you can kind of sense these (laughs) subtle shifts and changes, right? Like, yeah, um, Yeah. and you find it in the scripture, right? Like the Psalms. You got precatory Psalms, which are curses upon people. You've got lament Psalms that are sad and sorry, repenting for things or things that have gone bad, and um, and sort of say, yeah, I think I think my it's like different flavors that come to the surface as you're eating a meal, right? If some things come to the forefront, and at the same time, it can still be coated with praise and thanksgiving. You could be in the saddest tears. But there could still be an element of trust and thanksgiving and kingship that you're, you know, ascribing glory to God and yeah. all. I think that's the beauty of it, right? Like it's, it's deeper than any Shakespeare you'll read because it's coded with so much more things. Yeah. But I do find there's different elements and they find their place. Some of them just arise naturally, and some of them I've had to be taught and hmm. I've had to learn that language on how to speak to God in that way and and hmm. almost to give myself permission to do so, right? Because hmm. you you read some of those the Psalms and you're like, wait. David, you can't say that. Or you read the book of Job. Like we like Job 1 and 2 and 38 and 39. And we never think about like, yeah. bro, the middle chapters are rough. Job is saying yeah. some crazy stuff. And to say right, like, right. I had to learn <laughs> that God can take it on the chin and he can he can deal with that kind of stuff. And he invites that emotion to the table. And so all i would say, hmm. I think there's different categories. There's some that come naturally and there's some that as part of our Christian walk, we've got to learn and figure mm-hmm. out. But doing mm-hmm. so makes it so much more rich, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Long answer to a short question, my pain. That,
0: that, that's what we do here.
2: We, we provide. <laughs> oh, sorry. We, we provide long oh, answers. Oh, Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or short answers to questions. I need you really <laughs> long and elaborate. You know. There's no win. No way to win. We, we 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 design the categories. So that we, yeah. No, but I I yeah, and I think what, thinking through the Psalms, I think, is mm. one great example um, of how different again you can go from from praise to mm. um, to cursing to blessing to so many different different uh different places and and mm. that uh, again I don't think we always appreciate into so that. I think that part of that has to be taught to us. Um, mm. there's a few categories here that I wanted to break down, but before I do that, um is there anything else you wanted to add here for elements of prayer? Okay. Yeah.
1: So when when I think of elements of prayer, um I think maybe a better word to use is conditions of prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Um so within the Bible, what does God say uh within the realm of prayer, these are conditions that you should meet, right? Um and so It's something that we must be aware of, right? Uh, Prayer is something that God, it's a privilege for us, right? And so we cannot come on our Mm. own terms, Mm. right? We cannot come on our own terms. When you're coming before the king of kings, it's on his terms, not Mm. on your terms, Mm. right? It brings me to uh, the story of Esther. And the king, right? She says, uh, the protocol says, <laughs> I can't just go before him, right? Yeah, so he has to call me, right? Mm, right. Um, but God has given us that privilege to come to him boldly and with mm, confidence. Right. But yet, he still does have conditions that mm. we should be aware of, right? Mm. So I think of what, you know, I think of that. Um, and so some of those yeah. are like submission, mm. you know, forgiving others, not holding any grudge when you're going before the Father, yeah. things mm. like that. So, mm. so we can mm. get That's into huge. more of that if. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and that's a that's a so there's a few different at least in the in Tim Keller's book here he breaks down a few different um, which I think is along the same vein. So one which he can kind of looks at is like this this model of like adoration, petition, Thanksgiving, and then confession, mm-hmm. which is kind of promoted by Augustine. Luther has this instruction, Thanksgiving, confession, and prayer, mm-hmm. and then Calvin has this what he labels fear of God, which is like, and he discusses fear as something that's a joyful admiration that kind of has this fearful aspect to it. Mm. Um, humility or in other words dependence on God. Um, submissive trust and, and then confidence and hope mm. too. Um, and so yeah and so I think I think um, these are just a few different ways and when I look at these I think that there is two that are super important um, that I really think kind of take place in all of these is one is Thanksgiving um, for what he has done. So Mm -hmm. coming in a posture of Thanksgiving for what he has done, how he has been faithful in your life to that time when, when you X or X X Y you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. And then there's this, um, this praise or this adoration, which is a little bit different than Thanksgiving in what Mm -hmm. he, what he says where praise and adoration is for who he is. Mm -hmm. So it's a foundation that is, because God is faithful, because God is good, because because God, because God is just. Mm. Um, it's and so it's, it's, a found, it's a character. Mm. It's, his, it's his nature. Yeah. And so I think that these two aspects mm. are super, super cool. And I really, um, I, I've kind of have always kind of thought of them as together, but I, I kind of appreciate how you, you kind of think through those.
2: Mm. John Calvin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the one other thing though, was, I think was that self-examination. Of what you're talking about too, and like I think that can lead to like a repentance or just seeing parts of you that maybe you have overlooked. Um, has that been? So you, you mentioned kind of on on being taught. How can you? I guess when you think about prayer as like a self-examination, is there anything that you can think about of that's important in the self-examination process? Yeah,
2: what was it? Dallas Willard's book where he talked about. Our image of God is the most important thing we can do for our spiritual life, right? Is yeah. to get that image correct, and so I think right. I find myself having to examine right. that all the time. Like mm. sometimes before I pray, I'm like, oh, "Wait a minute! I'm talking to the guy who created everything, mm. the God who humbly gave it all, so I can be in this conversation right, right now." And so like to remind myself of that. If I take a breath and do that before I pray it often shapes the way I pray. Yeah. My prayer isn't soft and faint mm-hmm. and and small anymore it becomes I can ask for something crazy and expect something right, wild in return. Right, right, right. Um, but I, so I think that and then the other component of realizing like I'm talking to the God who most who knows me more intimately than I know myself. Mm-hmm. And and so you read mm-hmm. something like Psalm 139 and you can hear David say something like search me O God mm-hmm. and know my innermost thoughts right. find any offensive way in me and you're like the Lord can bring that to the surface. There's been times where I've prayed that prayer. I get, Sometimes I get mad when I pray that prayer. I'm like, yo, don't pray a dumb prayer and ask for something crazy <laughs> like that because you're going to find something to be upset with what you find, but it'll be good in the long run. Right, but every right. time I've prayed that prayer and God has bubbled up something to the surface, it's only been for my good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to realize like prayer, it's almost like just the act of being in the conversation changes your posture automatically. Mm-hmm. Well, like we do this naturally with people, right? Like, we get in a conversation, we naturally adjust to the, the crowd that we're in, the audience that mm. we're in, and it's yeah. like, yo, I'm talking to God right now. <laughs> like, yeah. this is crazy. And to realize, like, the, all those components begin to flow in in that moment, right? Like, I know Craig Groeschel because I've seen him for, across the room once, right? But I don't know him like I talk to him. You know what I mm. mean? Once we have that conversation of dialogue, it changes the way yeah. we see things. And so, yeah, yeah I man, I think prayer, just, just the fact of being in the room, being in a conversation with God, man, that's... It's a game changer for everything.
0: There's one quote here: "The more clearly we grasp who God is, the more our prayer is shaped and determined accordingly." Mm. Page sixty-two here. Yeah, that's hey. from Kelly. Yeah, yeah, and so totally, it's like when when you when you understand that you're kind of going before the King of Kings, mm. um, you have this different like, oh my, like there is something. There's a big God who's able to handle big prayers too, mm. um, and so. Mm. Yeah, I think that's been, that's that's really been interesting for me of how my, mm. I think one thing that has been, I think recently is, I actually just read Craig Rochelle's book too on dangerous prayers and like how some of my prayers were so like lame of like, mm. if this happens, like, is this really going to change anything? Mm. Right. Like is, if I were to, like, is God's kingdom actually going to expand or like, or change if I pray yeah. mm. this prayer. And not like, you know, like they're good prayers because you're, again, mm. you're just, you're establishing that union connection, but like, what if there is so much more that we can still step mm. into and live into? And so, yeah. I think we
1: got a good chuckle sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> some of our prayers. oh man. As you were talking, I was reflecting on some of the prayers I'm praying. I look at my. And it's so funny because I look at
0: my journal, and so this is like an actual like a practice of like, I'll look at my like I'll pray so like I'll have, uh, it's like a combination of like gratitude like I'm grateful for, I go and then I'll do like, kind of like what I'm hopeful for for today, hmm. and then like I end with like a prayer, and I look at some of these prayers and I like every so often I look back and I'm like, that's a really interesting prayer. <laughs> like, did that really mean to pray that? what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Or it's like super vague and opaque and it's like, <laughs> Oh, keep me safe. <laughs> <laughs> From what? <laughs> it's like, yeah. So the power of specific prayers, I think too, yeah. has been something that's been, yeah has been so, mm. so
1: transformational mm. in my prayer life. Mm. And I know for others as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah to that point the specific prayers, and just to add on yeah to that. uh one of the things that i felt that god taught me about specific prayers um when we pray general prayers yeah it often we can't like chalk it up to god and say oh god you answered this mm. prayer right because it's just so general not that he doesn't answer those prayers he perpetually protects us right that's a thing mm. we know but when you say god um uh, I need help with, you know, getting through, I don't know, financial aid, or I need right. help, um, you know, with my, my child that's on the way, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the specific thing is, be right. specific. God cares about every last detail of our lives, mm. right? He says he knows the number of strands of hair on our head, right? Mm. That's how detailed God is. Right. And right. so when we know that, um, right. you know, it changes our, our perspective and how we pray. And, um and to add more onto that I would just say like for me when we talk about elements again or conditions Mm. um, I think like the big things that I always try to remind myself of and anytime I have an opportunity to teach is um, understanding God right having at least a a sound basic understanding of who God is right Mm. because if you don't like we've all been sharing, you may pray to him as if he's an earthly father, mm. as opposed to the heavenly father. Right? Um, having a healthy perspective, a biblical healthy perspective of who you are in Christ—that's mm. also important, right? Because if you come feeling condemned, that can hinder your prayer. Mm. The Bible says, "There is now therefore no yeah. condemnation." Right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah. understanding who you are in Christ, because if if you come condemned again, you're almost undermining what Christ has already accomplished and mm. done. You get what I mean? Right. And then also having, obviously, faith in Christ and what he has done and in, in his name, right? We pray in his name. So if you have a, a good, sound sort of understanding of these three things, mm. I think it really shapes your prayer and mm. can give you a really mm. fulfilling experience with prayer with God, mm. you know? So. And, That's good. That's
2: good. And jumping off that, like that. The specificity and the the intentionality between knowing God, like I, I find when I journal and I keep those ideas in mind, mm. it leaves a paper trail behind that I can line back and say, God, this is where you were in that yeah. moment. And I think going to that other point of like my perspective of God, I, it's so funny how in the moment that I'm journaling and I'm, it's almost like journaling gives me context mm. for the rest of the things that my yeah. context for my theological happenings in my head. Mm. That, like, right. oh, this thought about God is often shaped by our experience and our understanding sure. of God in context. But, like, it gives that bigger picture of, like, Lord, you answered this prayer mm. that only would have made sense in my head. And because of that, I know you're a personal God. And because of that, I know you hear me, even though I'm so jacked up. And to know that, you know what I mean? Like, so it's mm. crazy, like, mm. the journaling component, the remembering it, um, the confessing it, sharing the story, testifying about it with friends. Like, yeah. so it's weird. You can, it is prayer. And then it's talking about your prayer, like, right? It's, it's gossiping about your prayer life? Right? It's kind of weird, right? Like talking about what you said about God to God in private, right? Is this cool thing that God allows and, and invites? I think in a way, um, yeah, right. Because the, the disciples wouldn't have asked Jesus teach us how to pray if it was meant to be just a private conversation between him and God always, right? That there's some element of it that can be shared with others and to see that's another, yeah, deepening factor, which is kind of cool. And
0: yeah, well, let's kind of jump off that for a little bit of like kind of how we think about with others and sharing our prayer prayer life with others and inviting them in to pray for us. Mm. And you had mentioned that earlier of like praying on behalf of somebody or like, Mm. yeah. And so, and I think about kind of from like a leadership perspective, Jesus would send people out in twos. Mm. Right. And so, and then obviously like there was 12 disciples. And so there's, I think there's a lot of like group dynamics of like Mm. understanding what is personally specifically for you and then inviting others into it and letting them speak into your life as well. Mm. Um, how can you talk a little bit more about that? Uh, speaking on behalf or I guess praying, Mm. uh, for others and how you, and and Mm. just kind of how that process kind of looks for you.
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) You had some cooking. I sensed it, man. Um, so I would say, well, context and how I, from where I, the way I, I understand it. Um, so I, I alluded to, like, the Old Testament, like, when I, when I said that, right? So the priest would offer sacrifices on behalf of the people. Only the priest could go into the holies of holies, which was, mm-hmm. or the most holy place, right? Which is where God's, the ark of God was, the presence of God. And we know Paul says that that right. was only a foreshadow of what Jesus mm-hmm. Christ was coming to do, right? right? So he's the high, he's the true high priest, right? And so Bible says that when he died on the cross, the veil tore into two. Right. And basically what that symbolizes, Hebrew tells us that now come with confidence. Right. Mm. Now we have access Mm. into uh, before the father. So we, but uh, Hebrew says we should come boldly before Mm. the presence of God. Right. Mm. To the throne of grace where we can obtain mercy and grace. Right. And so now we don't need, I don't need a a mediator um, to go before the father. Right. However, Bible says in Revelations that we are now a kingdom of priests and kings. Mm. Right. So Christ is the mediator now, next to God the Father, right, Me- advocating on our behalf, mm. right, constantly. Mm. But um, as it's, as it stands, he's delegated sort of the priesthood, if you would, right. Mm. So um, now I'm a I'm a priest. I can go before the Father on behalf of. Um, Tyler, mm. I can go behalf, you know, before the Father on behalf of Andrew, and you know, in the right. Old Testament you right. couldn't do that, mm. but now I can, mm. right? And so, uh, and so, Jesus yeah. Christ's whole life, you know, was doing that. Um, uh, one story that I was reading early uh, today was when uh, Jesus Christ tells Peter, "Hey, Peter, Satan has asked for permission for the devil to sift you," right? Uh, so that your faith would fail, but I have prayed for you, mm. right? I have prayed for you. Wow. And we know what happens, right, with his love. What happens, he denies Jesus three times, mm. right? But mm. then he ends up leading sort of the church, right? The early like church. the comeback of yeah, his century. You know what I mean? And because someone was <laughs> praying for him, right? Mm. And that manifested, Ooh. you know, later on, but like someone mm. prayed for him. So mm. um, one of the things that touches me mm. all the time is Tyler will literally randomly text me and then sometimes ask me like is there anything i could pray for you about you know what mm. i mean and that touches my heart because that's like the essence of mm. you know what i mean really? like when you when you can carry such a burden to so say hey is there anything i can pr- go before the father mm. you know what i mean Come that's on. that's i don't know
2: bro that's yeah. way more intense to say it like that i'm not i'm not i'm going for the father for people now. <laughs> like you want me now bro i <laughs> using enacting my preciability i'm going for the father yeah. that's way more intense wow power that's authority
0: huge. and confidence bro boom
2: that's but what?
0: That's right. That's a good perspective,
2: though, right? Like, what a privilege that is. Yeah. Um, and you think too, what a, what a missional strategy to allow us to go on behalf of others. And I think of like, so I'm praying for people now in my life and my family that don't have. They have capacity. They don't have the knowledge of how to pray yet, and who to pray to. Mm. And to mm. think, I get this privileged moment where I can stop and say, Lord, they don't know you yet. They don't they don't even make any move in their life that they want to know you yet, but Lord, please look out on their behalf. God, make have mm. some sort of moment where the lights come on and they can know you and, and chase after you and to mm. say like, God mm. invites that conversation to happen. So I think when I, when I think yeah. about prayer too, it's this other element of like, I think OT made it perfect sense of like we get to go on behalf of others. Um, and I think to the other element of it is like, it brings a new component to my relationships and the way I view people in the world around me mm, because yeah. I'm now seeing it from a spiritual lens, right? Uh-huh. Like the, my, my boys who I can say, um, you're, when they call and they say, you're mm. praying for me, that opens up a whole, I can mm. I can open up this entire sphere of my life that there's certain people that I never get to hear that because right. they just they don't mm, have right. the language, the context for it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and so I realized, like, when, when I got people who can pray with me, there's people who I can really talk about the deepest components of my life with. Um, and so to realize, like prayer is this, dialogue that's happening on the side, but at the same time it's it's help it's a, it's almost like a, a, a secret code where you're like I'll pray for you and you're like mm-hmm. You ever been hit with someone who prays for you out of nowhere and you're like wait a minute what you're yeah. a Christian too and like, oh you go crazy. Like I think it's this thing that it's just a it's a deeper part of our life yeah. and just to say the most intimate part of who I am gets to touch the most intimate part of who God is. And because I love you as a brother, I'm bringing you into that moment with me. Yeah. Um yeah. what in honor I know that someone's praying for me, right, that's thinking about me, when they're thinking about God, when they're talking to God, and to think mm-hmm. that we can even be a part of that conversation, like it's just, it's crazy. It's a privilege, it's an honor. Um, right, right. Yeah.
1: That's
2: awesome. Huh. Unless oh, I'm wow. cursing somebody in my prayers. <laughs> 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 then they Goodness. get the opposite. David, oh, yeah. I was just, <laughs> just going to say, David might have It's Psalm 137. You got yeah. <laughs> different podcast <laughs> <laughs> what well, yeah quick 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 <laughs> side note actually <laughs> i got me thinking man
0: like right like but if we if we like if we understand like god's love for us and like again the back to the image of of who god is and how much he cares about us wants us to to connect to establish union with him for what he has done for us and for who he is then like if you want that for other people too right and if you want to to lead them or to even just to to allow them to experience this, this type of life, like, wouldn't you're like, I don't know, just, just thinking like, wouldn't like you then like view curses as something that's different because what, if you're caught, if you're, I'm talking about individual people Mm. because if you, if you are cursing an individual person, then doesn't that just create a different kind of understanding of who the image of like with the image of god, right? Like you can you can curse an entity, you can curse you can curse a tree or some random thing. <laughs> or like yeah, like you can curse like that, but like when you when you when you target a person, like doesn't that doesn't that sit a little bit differently?
2: Yeah. I I mean there's this component that just recently hit I was having this conversation with someone regarding coronavirus. Like is god judging the world? Is god judging humanity? <laughs> right. And Again, we were going back and forth in the conversation, and then this moment hit me of thinking, like, is God, why do we always look at God's judgment as a bad thing? Hmm. What if God's judgment Hmm. puts us in line for a place where we can see Him, and no matter how difficult that judgment might feel, if it gets us in Hmm. line for what spiritually matters, and right, like, um, my my mom had shoulder surgery once, and they Hmm. messed up her shoulder the first time. They broke it a second time so they could reheal it the right way. Uh The breaking ended up, in the wow, bruising, yeah, and the crushing, yeah. and the breaking, it made it better, right? Wow. And so that reality yeah. of like, that's awesome. what if even huh, my prayer, God, let them get theirs. Wow. Which may come out of anger out of me and may be wrong, but no, like, and again, that's where you have to check your own heart though, mm-hmm. right? Because I can easily pray that out of my flesh, like, Lord, lock it, Lord, blow <laughs> I don't want them to see a single thing, but to say, Lord, be just, mm. Lord, let your, whatever judgment you see fit. From your perspective, from what you can see, that's a different mm-hmm. way of judging than someone and cursing someone. And again, it's just it's hard, and you can't. Hmm. I can't know that in anybody else. So I would yeah. never. My instant reaction, I hear someone praying a curse, and be like, yo, you're messed up. <laughs> but I think if 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 somehow, and not not that we could ever get here or that we are here, but this reality of maybe that's the way we can hope to pray and say, God, whatever it takes, yeah. mm-hmm. for this person to see you, wow. whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like, let it be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it causes all of us right like to look at things differently i think that's how you can make huh. sense of jesus comment of pray for your enemies and those who persecute you right or like mm. um mm. because it caused you looking from a spiritual lens kind of thing so all to say again yeah. david yeah. says some racked up stuff bro in psalm 137 like dashed her baby's heads on the rocks Like that's not cool cut <laughs> that, off that, the limbs and yeah, yeah like, he's really trying <laughs> to like savage. end the game yeah but I'm praying if yeah. David was a man after God's own heart. If David, so two things, right? Like, God can handle the weight of those dirt, dark and difficult emotions, and God mm. knows how to sift out between what's us and what's really down there. You know what I mean? Mm, like, if God right. really knows what's coming from our heart. Um, and at the same time, right? Like, God right. ultimately wants us best. So, yeah. You know
1: and that's that's powerful that's really powerful um it it just brought my mind to um and i think a lot of people struggle with that and and if we're being honest or i'll speak for myself i think there are seasons where we kind of struggle with that right Mm. we are human and we do have those emotions people hurt us people harm us right Mm. and it's kind of like you're you know what i mean so um you know when you go to god right um that emotion may still be there. Mm. And I think that's one of the powerful things about David is when you read the Psalms, even if it's just one chapter, you kind of see the progression Mm. of his emotions through the the length of the chapter, right? Mm. In the beginning, it'll be very violent. I mean, he was a man of war, so his descriptions kind of (laughs) reflect that. (laughs) But then you see, like, as you you keep reading the chapter, Mm. then he always, you know, towards the end, you can see his heart change, Mm. right? So you almost see like the full, you know, three sixty um, turnaround uh, in, in his heart. So I think, like you were saying, I I, I really love that. I think God can. I mean, uh, it's true. God is sovereign. He can definitely take the weight mm. of our emotions, no matter how dark they are. Sometimes, right. Mm. Uh, the key is to watch our heart and to make sure that as we are praying and He's convicting us and speaking back to us that we are now submitting and allowing okay. that transformation to wow, happen wow. in our hearts where now the language changes, right? Mm. And it's, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that was powerful.
2: I mean, yeah. you think about what, what you're bringing to the table now, you're bringing God, you everything. Yeah. Like, I think about, you <laughs> my wife says, I get the... So I, I tell people, my wife gets the weirdest and most purest version of who I am. Mm. No one else sees, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I try and be the same person in every context, but ultimately my wife and my daughter right now who see the purest form of who I am they see the frustration and all those kind of things right. and to say like God why hide it right, right. like God knows that it's there so and, and I think I'm it'd trying. be more of a shame for us to say like Lord I'm not frustrated I just bless them and their family and right and like just to be to fake it and just like no nah, Lord I'm true. I'm heated about this Lord help me understand yeah. this and to realize by giving That's that true. to him That's good. you're invite like not to say God God's not bound by any God not that God can't access it unless we give it to him but why, why hide right. it and have him figured out through the back door and of "Saying, Lord, I'm heated about this. Help me," yeah. um, and blow him. If you need to blow him up, blow him up, <laughs> right? But like, this yeah. is where I'm at right now, and I realize like that's okay for God to navigate that now.
0: Yeah. I think that's helpful. No, mm-hmm. very, very helpful. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, might be making some Corona songs soon. <laughs> might be some Corona songs out man. Oh my goodness! Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, let's shift a little bit into. Um, Kind of this uh, because we can tab it rules of engagement right, Mm -hmm. or um, and so I'll I'll,
1: I'll let you kind of introduce what 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 we think about when 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 you say rules of engagement. Okay, so when I say the rules of engagement, Mm -hmm. just very basic, simply means um, uh, it's sort of it's sort of and. Sort of in the same realm as condition, but I, I think of more of it as lifestyle, right? Mm. Um, I think uh, in 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 the gospel of grace, I think that we must also be careful to understand that um, God does hold us accountable, right, to His word. And His word, uh, we have we have to take the full gospel, right, and and everything in context. Mm. And and the Bible does also address um, the place of unforgiveness not being in submission to God's will, right? Mm. So there are verses like, don't quench the Spirit, mm. right? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit, right? And and so, because uh, the Bible says that he's, our, he's the seal, right? The guarantee of our inheritance. So um, when we are living a perpetual life of sin and the Holy Spirit is convicting us and we're still um, knowing that he's convicting us, right? Knowing the truth and we're still deciding to go against it. I think it's one thing if... Um, you are struggling with sin, and you know you're struggling with sin, and you're seeking out help, praying, and you have the body of believers mm-hmm. helping you, right? I, I think that's a different—I think I don't think that fits within that sort of—those scriptures, right? But I think um, there's a place where when you're blatantly or purposefully or knowingly living that perpetual life of sin and not seeking help and wanting to go down that route, even though God is convicting you, I think that can be, in, I believe that can be a hindrance to mm. prayer, right? Because part of the condition of prayer is being submiss- sub- submitting to God, His Word, and the mm. Holy Spirit. So if you're grieving the Spirit in you, who His part of His purpose is to help you to pray, mm. right? Um, then um, you're 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 in essence hindering your prayer. Now, don't get me wrong; God is sovereign, and regardless of all that, He can still decide mm. to. You can be living in a life of sin and you can still decide, yep, I'm going to do that for you. God is all-knowing, all-wise, right? And he decides what he wants to do. But again, mm-hmm. that, I think that space still is there. And so when I talk about rules of engagement, uh, we must be careful of that, especially mm-hmm. in the That's realm true. of like warfare, spiritual warfare. You, you really got to be careful the doors you're opening into mm-hmm. your life, your family's life and things like that, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's
1: huge. I you wanted to add there. Yeah. I, I think
2: that's that's spot on, right? That reality yeah. that, like, so I do premarital counseling for a lot of people, and my yeah. goal in those conversations is to open up the channels for communication as wide as possible. And so, if something you like, if you know something in your heart is blocking or is making it more difficult, why would you? You want to just remove that, right? You yeah. want to deal with that where it's at and of say, open up the channels as wide as you can. Um, yeah yeah right and so to think of how do we categorize space in our life how do we uh filter out certain things that are clogging up the, the channel you know the the airwave so we can hear God in the best way possible and speak to God in the best way possible um, yeah so that's cool man that's, that's a good point that's strong that's, that's huge
0: yeah yeah no I think one thing we want to touch on too just for a minute and um it is is a spiritual warfare element too of like mm-hmm. of understanding kind of the because I think sometimes you can almost enter into it mm. as, by your by choice, and sometimes it kind of comes upon you. Mm. Um, how does prayer play into kind of understanding how we break through, pray through,
1: mm. um, and just the overall dynamics of that? Mm. So a couple of things. I think uh, when it comes to spiritual warfare, and just in prayer in general in our right. Christian life, uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit is very important. Bible says that we are... Uh, those who are led by the spirit of the sons of god right Mm -hmm. and so we must especially i would say just from experience um and my understanding of what i've read through the bible you must be really sensitive in that area to the whole Mm -hmm. the voice of the holy spirit right Mm -hmm. why do i say that um Mm -hmm. when there are some sicknesses right that someone could get and that could be an attack of the enemy Mm -hmm. does it mean that every sickness is an attack of the enemy no some things can just be nature and the course of nature, nature has gone rogue, right? Um, and and so, and so the Bible doesn't necessarily tell us exactly in which instance, because even when you read through the New Testament, the Gospels, you know there are certain situations where Jesus said this is a demon, right, mm. behind the sickness or behind whatever is right. going on. Yeah, but do- it doesn't mean that you know yeah. that's yeah. the case for all of it. Mm. So you must really be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, be led by the Holy Spirit. Um, and then I would also say. Um, when it comes to spiritual warfare right it's, it's it's essentially we're talking about a fight right so the devil has been defeated right but he hasn't been destroyed yet mm. right and it's important to understand that and so in this world that we live in right it's that sort of back and forth fight right and we must understand you must have that understanding that in christ you have the victory that means that you have to exact that victory, right? Whenever the enemy comes at your door, Mm -hmm. if you will, so to say, right? Um, But we must be careful because, like I said earlier, we can invite that, right? Mm -hmm. We can do things to kind of open the channels, the door for that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't always want to jump to sin, but like, and not even sexual sin, but, you know, even something like anger, I can invite that because Mm -hmm. I am, you know, because I'm dealing with this anger issue and I'm, God forbid, lashing out of my wife or my friend, or whatever the case may be. Mm. Right. And and so um so yeah, so I would just say spiritual warfare is essentially um the you know, that tussle, that tug of war between mm. us and the devil. Um and as a believer, you must never fight that war from a perspective that um, you're magnifying the devil and making him bigger than he is mm. you you must fight it from the perspective that he is defeated mm. right mm. in Christ Jesus and as this child of God praying through the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ, you mm. can exact that victory over him, mm. but you must always also walk with discernment and wisdom and in alignment with the will of God and mm. you know and with the word of God <laughs> um, to kind of protect you essentially right so mm. yeah
2: When it's wild you think of like how often people don't even have that on their radar. That spiritual warfare is a thing, and that, that it's real and it's out there, right? And so like, and even you think of how do we disciple people, and how we do church, like do we off? Are we handicapping people by not telling them there's an enemy out there mm-hmm. that works in these particular ways? Like I'm saying, hey, like do your spiritual walk, but here's no strategy to go forward and how to win and things like that. And so the thing, like we've got to have this on our radar, that there is stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I think C.S. Lewis in the screw Tape letter said, what's the best thing I can do? The the nephew demon is talking, what's the best thing you do? He says, it's, just get them to, uh, you don't want to, the most hindrance to a Christian isn't to do crazy things to them. It's to get them to forget that you exist or not mm-hmm. believe that you exist. And yeah. to, to take that off the radar. And, so put that on the table. And like and the he's saying, Like, how we engage in that? How do you walk through it and things mm-hmm. like that? Like it's important to navigate Like, yeah. how many of our spiritual lives are just incomplete because we just haven't even, or how many people are maybe walking in bondage and hurt and broken right now yeah. because they've ignored an issue. So, wow. Um, wow. Right? Like it's just, it's real. Mm. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. No, and I think um right, I like can. I think was it John ten or John eleven, the enemy comes to to Yeah, to go. Yeah, ten still, ten kill and, still kill and destroy, right. So there yeah. is this there is this kind of this, this seriousness, as you said, of like it's not out there just to kind of nag you or bother you, but like to actually to yeah. Yeah. It has, it's just, <laughs> yeah. It's powerful, and um, yeah. I think navigating, and I think one of the things that you landed on too is like, if our if we, if we understand that, then we we can have an understanding of like where God is looking to take us, mm. um, and and bring us through this, um, because of our because of the victory that He's won, um, and in that and that defeat over sin, death, and mm. and Satan, and so like. I think that they're, yeah, just being aware of that, I think is a huge thing and acknowledging it, um, but also using that discernment too Mm. and seeking other people around you, I think is super helpful. And so that's when you involve other people to say, okay, is this something that I just actually need to deal with myself? Mm. Or is this maybe a stronghold that has Mm. been, uh, that we we need to really think and and pray through?
2: Yeah. Bro, and you think too, right? The devil is strategic. So we've got to be just as much or if not better. Like, I read Mark <laughs> right. 5, the dude at Gennesaret, the dude's demon-possessed and bound with chains and whatnot. Right. If you follow up the rest of the story, so he tries to get in the boat with Jesus. He said, "Now you got to go. And so he goes and he tells the Decapolis, the ten cities that are around him. So think, right, like this one particular guy was able to affect the gospel change in ten cities around him. So much so that when Jesus, does, so when Jesus comes back to Gennesaret in Mark 10 or whatever it is, they were kicking him out in Mark 5, and they're saying, come back. And they brought all their sick to him by the time they got back to Mark chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Um, could it be, and again, this is not this is me theologically guessing, but the devil knew this guy was a problem. Mm-hmm. And he knew in his specific location that where he was at the particular time and place, he would have been a big problem, yeah. as, as opposition. And oh, so wow. to say, right, there uh-huh. may be... People, places, mm-hmm. things, certain moments mm-hmm. of time that are more heavily oppressed. And again, this, this can easily become weird, freaky Christian talk that is, it might scare some people. But right, like, or could it be yeah. yeah, there's really stuff going on and people are really going through some stuff and significant moments on the opposite side of your warfare, maybe 10 cities being saved, maybe some other things. Um, mm-hmm. And you wonder for the dude in Gennesaret, how long was he chilling there being like, yo, No one can help me. I'm stuck in this place. I'm not going forward. This is the most terrible thing I'm going through, right? And never had on his radar that, bro, there's spiritual stuff going on until Jesus came to the picture. And so, like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just if you're in a struggle listening right now or if you're watching this and maybe walking through something like that, maybe it's not just a counselor that's going to help you. Maybe it's time to pray a bit um, and see how that does something. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That was, that's a good point. Uh, it, Paul says, uh, "I write this to you so that you would not be ignorant of the devices mm-hmm. of the enemy, right? Of, of his schemes. Right? He's a schemer. Mm-hmm.
2: Right?
1: And he's a schemer. And then uh, in Corinthians, where he talks about uh, the battle in the mind, right? Mm-hmm. Pulling down strongholds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think for for, all, for the large part, that's where the battle happens. When we come mm-hmm. when we talk about spiritual for, warfare, right? It's all about the mind." Can the devil bring doubt? Can the devil pollute your mind? Can the devil shift your perspective? We, we were talking about this in the car earlier. Yeah. Can the devil uh, feed you a lie, but add a little bit of truth to it, right? Mm. Uh, and then cause you to doubt, cause yeah. you to start now second-guessing, right? And then eventually get you into living, you know, and opening yourself, your heart and your soul to certain things that mm. you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing uh, or mm. opening yourself up to, so... Yeah, mm. he he's cunning, but we have the King of Kings. We have the Holy Spirit who lives in us, God Himself, right? Mm. And so we have every ability. Um, like you were saying, uh, if anyone's listening, I mean, just be encouraged that if you are a believer, you have God in you, mm. and mm. and satan can never outtrick god right mm. <laughs> because he's already defeated and so mm. yeah. and so totally. it's a battle that you have already won but you mm. have to play it out if you would mm. uh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um and, and, so. and so pray like it then right yes, that's usually exactly, exactly, right like yeah. so if you've won pray yeah. like it yeah. and if god if you know the specificity of your struggle pray like god knows it too and that's pray right. specifically about your struggle yeah. pray about the, the particular thing that you know is there and it's blocking things and like so that's a cool thing too, right? Like going back to that thing of like, yo, we can we can pray like about this thing and trust that God's going to move yeah. his victory into that space. Um So what a, what a cool thing. And so maybe that's, a, that's a, a, a stylistic, strategic change we need to incorporate in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Like I pray for my daughter right now, Lord, mm-hmm. protect her mm-hmm. from bad influences from friendships right now. Lord, I, I'm praying for her husband right now already, man. That little dude's probably walking around. You better toughen up you listening, man. Um, you better start loving the Lord now. Right? But I, I pray specific things, and I pray specific places that I know may be just wild points. Lord, whatever negative experiences she has in her life right now, and let them just be... Just what she needs to grow in relationship yeah, with you. Yeah. I don't say I don't say don't ever experience evil because yeah. I know in my own life that's what shaped me sometimes these yeah. dark moments. Right. But to say, don't let it ever be so dark, Lord, that she turns her back from
1: you, mm. yeah.
2: right? And so yeah. praying specifically, like I see that she's got some anger stuff, Lord, bring that level down a bit, Lord, mm-hmm. help her see this. Um, mm-hmm. Don't let that be a place that draws her away from God or people you know people close to her and see her. Don't let it draw other people away. Wow. Um, right, like I just. Uh-oh. And as I do that, every time she has an anger outburst or something, I don't just see it as that. I see that's mm-hmm. an opportunity for God's spirit to work in her mm-hmm. life. Um, and yeah. in those moments where I see her take the breath and she calms down, I say, "Yeah, God. that's the at work, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's the spirit of God." Um, yeah. And because of that, right? Like it's just it, it's no longer just oh, I counseled her well. <laughs> I'm a good dad. It's it's yeah. my God is alive and yeah. knows right. and loves my daughter enough yeah. more than I do to. Influence her where she is to protect her from the dark one yeah. in those particular places of her life that are most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, that's a god I want to worship. Right. <laughs> that's a god I want yeah. to pray um,
0: to. Right. And I mean, when you can see breakthrough and deliverance from that, the gl- glory only goes to God. Mm-hmm. Where else can it come from? Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, yeah, I think just one more thing to add, and then we'll move on to benefits of prayer. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing, and we've been talking about this a little bit, is sometimes we can block out the voices that are sometimes we need to hear right and so like entering into a place of quietness of solitude just slowing down as we've mentioned mm-hmm. um can maybe um can reveal some things that mm-hmm. um that that need to be addressed or dealt mm-hmm. with and will kind of open you up um and just encourage people to to seek out yeah to be in prayer and mm-hmm. to seek out some other friends that can uh, to just let them know that you're struggling too and um And there's some other there's some other components. There's some you know there's some different groups that do inner healing as well. Mm. Um, I think there's a few different. I think it's like there's Sozo and there's Mm. Heart Ride in different places that do this this inner healing type work. Mm. um, Which um, I think is quite fascinating. Haven't gotten into it myself, but Mm. know it's helpful. Sounds good. Um, Anyways, benefits of prayer. Um, We'll kind of start to go to benefits and kind of prayer and practice. Um, And so. Quote, opening quote, I guess, for this, page 80 in Tim Keller's book. Though it, uh, through it, we sense his presence and receive his joy, his love, his peace, and confidence. And thereby we are changed in attitude, behavior, and character.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so it not only changes your inside life, but it then changes your outside life, mm. right? Mm. What are what are some, when you think through benefits of prayer, um, how do you process it in in Uh, Yeah, how do you process
1: benefits of prayer? Um, When I think of benefits of prayer, or the benefit for me that um, just kind of moves my heart and makes me want to pray more, engage more in prayer, is uh, you get to see the heart of God, Mm -hmm. right? You get to see the heart of God. Hmm. Um, Back to the specific prayer, right? I can pray about something that if I was to compare it to everything going on in the world, right? Someone would be like, that's such a selfish prayer. Or, you know what I mean? There's so many bigger things you could pray about, more important things you could pray about. But he does it. Hmm. He meets that specific need no matter how little I, you know, it may be compared to other big things going on in the world. Right. And it just reveals more of his nature and his character. Hmm. And it personalizes yeah. my relationship with him right and right. one thing that i love about prayer is we have the there's theology right and bible shapes us and gives us kind of the ground the framework in which we ought to pray and all this stuff but there's a dimension of of our faith walk with mm. god that um um is experience mm. right and no one can take that away from you mm. right no one can yeah. take that away from you uh and so uh even uh in acts right yeah There were some really unique experiences Mm. that people had, right, with the Holy Spirit, with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that no one could take away from them. The Mm. Pharisees with all their intellect could not take away from them. No one could come to them and say, hey, well, the scripture says this and this and this. So Mm. they've had that experience. So you can't shake that, right? God is real, Mm. right? He does love me. Yeah. He, he listens to me, right? Mm. Um, so um, hmm. that's probably the biggest benefit I think I've gotten from prayer. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's huge, man. Great.
2: yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can take a swim in that for a whole nother this episode. Totally. Tune totally. into volume two. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's it's huge because right, I think OT's bringing up that, that reality. of like It just personalizes God in a different way. It just makes him more personal because you're yeah. engaging with him. The Bible comes to life in your prayers. I feel like it's it's this different. Um, the pages begin to become three D, and you, you see yeah. God. You know about God through this text, and God can use the Spirit to speak to you through this text. But God begins to engage in your life as this dialogue happens back and forth. Uh, and so, I think for me, like prayer gives me God-shaped glasses that I begin <laughs> to see my whole world in regards to my like. I see something going on and even today I had an opportunity to sit with a friend of mine he's going to be a missionary to a college campus nearby know, um, we're, we're walking and we stopped and we, we prayed for a minute and I just it changed the way yeah. I looked at the campus it changed the way I looked at him it changed the way I look at the future what's going on in mm-hmm. New England all this all this silly stuff and mm-hmm. it's just it was this prayer that set that off it began to or that intention of hey I'm going to be going to pray about this or, you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. just this I think what it does is it begins to create little doors and windows and holes that you can begin to pu- plug God into your mm-hmm. daily life. Because it's so easy to think about, like, for a lot of folks, right? Like, all right, I did my Sunday thing. I don't really think about it until mm-hmm. we come back to Sunday. And to say, like, prayer gives me all these moments to say, Lord, you're here, you're alive, you're moving. Um, and as a result, you begin to see the whole world yeah. differently.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
2: imagine what that street corner would look like if God showed up. Mm-hmm. Lord, be with that, the people there. Or, or you pass by a car accident and you pray, Lord, help the people who are in that mm-hmm. right now. And just... You see it different. Yeah. You're, the average Joe just moves on by and they may feel bad for a minute, but begin to think things on a spiritual level. Hmm. Um, yes. It's cool, you know what I mean? It's just a blessing to be able to do that. And so, yeah. biggest benefit <laughs> I receive, I think it's just changed my perspective on myself, the world around me. It's made God more evident in my day-to-day because, and to realize it's not just, pray, like again, we pray at the end of the night with my wife and things like that, but the prayers in between then and all those different things, like it's just a, that ongoing conversation with the creator of the universe yeah, yeah. that never ends and yeah. could be easily jumped to at a second. I don't have to be speaking out loud, it doesn't yeah. have to be a long drawn out thing. It could just be a thought in my head. Yeah, mm. and, it's, and it's just what? Like, yeah, it's
0: crazy. Yeah, mm. and, and I, yeah, and I agree. And I think is that is that I'm able to, like, there's you can come to prayer in, in, in any type of emotion feeling format like there's so many different ways Mm -hmm. and it's i think that speaks to the layers of how we can communicate Mm -hmm. with god and how he's able to take that um as the creator of the universe Mm -hmm. and like if i can express my cries i can also express my praise Mm -hmm. i can also express my some frustration things that are really um bothering me um and so all those dips wherever i am he knows what i'm what i'm what i'm feeling what i'm experiencing mm. and so just why not why not be there and just and just mm. let that out and i think it's a release too i think i think especially for myself and i'm i don't know about you guys but like i'm i am kind of like a, this perfectionist like want everything in order i need mm. to solve everything right now really organize and it's like i feel like it's just like so like it's so much, i put so much pressure on myself mm. all the time and like it, if god is bigger than big and closer than close mm. then like i can let this i can let some of these things go mm. right and so uh, yeah. mm. um to wrap up want to just kind of just practically you know um prayer in practice um and they want you know some people i think there's a, you know pray 10 times a day but i think you know if you can try doing like three times a day 15 minutes i think is a great place to start mm. um, or I think in, getting in the morning, I think for me, it's just like it sets my outlook for the day. Um, and I start to see, practically, like, mm. I start to, again, I start to see the world differently through through God's eyes mm. when I start my day in the Word, in prayer. Um, and then my whole emotional life, my response, my leadership mm. changes. Um, but practically, kind of what are some ways that you can, I guess, tips for, yeah, for prayer in, in the, in the mm. daily life? Yeah like just try
2: it my first one like if you never tried or you don't have any rhythm true just try it just do what I mean like just jump in whether it be a minute a day just if you're at zero one minute is better than zero (laughs) like just get into the thing Um, but I would say find a rhythm right like it's block it out like make that dedicate some time to it Um, which you'll find helpful right you'll find we create our own little rhythms and our own ritual again it's got a word that's got some bad connotations but create your own ritual like I've I wake up in the morning. I put my Bible out as my coffee warms up. It's huh. gonna sound so silly, but as I put my hands on my coffee mug and it warms my hands, it just warms my heart mm-hmm. for prayer. It's a stupid mm-hmm. little thing that I've, I've put the two things in my head together. Yeah, um, two things that I love: coffee and prayer. Right. Like, um, so I would say find, make a rhythm, find it, make it more appealing than it sounds up front. That's the way you build a habit. Make it more appealing. Make mm-hmm. it. Um, and then second thing I would say: find your style. Like. If you're a writing prayer person, write your prayers out. Yeah. Like, I journal my, my nighttime prayers that I pray by myself yeah, are good. journal prayers, on written prayers. Right, right, right. Um, and then my morning prayers are just silent prayers. And then my daytime driving prayers, like, I'm out loud. So don't ride with me in the car. it get kind of weird. Um, and my last big piece of advice that I'm starting to navigate a little bit more clearly in these, these uh, past couple of years, pray with the people who matter most in your life.
1: hmm
2: Right? Like, every single night, I pray with my wife and my daughter, no matter what. Mm. And if I don't, it feels weird. And the biggest and most exciting thing about that, I know every, like, I've grown because I've understood what my wife is praying for. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we learn about each other. When, you, when we talked about before, it would be the most intimate conversation with our God, now to let, be let into someone else's world on a day-to-day basis and who I want to be in that world on a day-to-day yeah. basis. Is yeah. My wife and my kid, right? Yeah. Like, this is my family, things like that. So find yeah. people you can do that with. Close. If you're listening, you're married. You got kids. You got a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. um hmm. Don't hide those worlds from each other. Let them come together and watch mm-hmm. what happens. Because again, that's it's just bringing the most intimate parts, and that's you, you're only going to grow from that kind of experience, right? right. um hmm. And so, and again, in that same thing, just try it. <laughs> it don't have to be a, a ten a ten hour praise service. It can be a one minute. We're just going to pray before we go to bed for the stupid little things. Um, and let that be part of your life um, so I would say yeah. those are my things you know just just try it make it a rhythm of it mm. um, find your style and then pray with people who are close yeah. and important um,
0: yeah. that's great that's great yeah. Not anything you want to add to that
1: yeah just I mean what I, uh, similar to what you said Andrew that was really good um, I would just say yeah don't be legalistic about it <laughs> just don't be legalistic about it right prayer is an experience um, mm. and and uh, and everything that you learn from the scripture, at the end of the day, um, you just have to have the experience, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, allow yourself to kind of grow mm. and mature in prayer. Wow. Uh, prayer is not defined, you know, to you know a long stretch of praying for an hour. Did Jesus do that? Yeah, There's, there are places in the Bible that shows that Jesus prayed for an extended period of mm. time. There are other places where he spoke one sentence right (laughs) you know and so um just know that Mm. there's that kind of open space in the realm Uh, of prayer uh, and be led by the holy spirit don't uh so i'm part of uh i'm one of the leaders for the for the youth at our church and the young adults and uh one of the most i think i think one of the biggest questions or the most um occurring questions that i get is uh i'm struggling right now because it's like i don't feel like praying you Mm. know And I'll ask certain questions like, so like, have you, you know, were you able to pray? And they were like, well, yeah, I prayed, you know, I I said a prayer, but then like, you know, I couldn't pray for as long as I used Mm. to, Hmm. you know what I mean? Well, if you really understand prayer, you can you can experience so much in five minutes of prayer, right? Uh, and and mm. you can pray for an hour and not experience anything, mm. right? And it can be vain. Um. So so I think just be more concerned about the posture of your heart. Mm. Be more concerned wow. about who God is, and and ask yourself, well, what's what's my purpose to come into God? Mm. And what? And open your ears to hear God. And what his purpose is, and mm. the prayer too, right? What he's trying mm. to achieve, yeah. wow, wow. Wow. and just kind of have that experience. Let it be an experience or relationship. Uh, so you know, so mm. that would be my sort of yeah. takeaway. So.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I would echo your um, mm. and just invite the Holy Spirit in. Invite, mm. invite God into that space. Um, Whatever you know, it doesn't have to be and can be on your uh, on your on your bed. It can be. You know, downstairs mm. before you're having coffee, it can be in the car, um, it can be, you know, it, really anywhere, just mm. find yourself, and um I think that, yeah, that posturing too, you know, of just, op- like, almost like opening your body up just to receive, mm. right, so I think sometimes I find myself on my knees, sometimes I find myself, like, mm. you know, standing up, like, with my hands in the air, like, there's so many different postures, mm. of just to kind of... No, and that again—that goes back to the character of God and like who He is. That yeah, mm. like you can you can pray to God in your in your sorrow, in like your mm. in your anger and your frustration, and also in your in your joyful times too. Mm. And so, um, mm. goes back to union, conversation, relationship. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that is going to wrap it up for prayer for now. Come on, for now. Um, and so, yeah, um, I guess just to wrap up, any final words of um, anything that you wanted to, to double back down on um, or just any final words of encouragement for our listeners um, and viewers on YouTube um, before, we, uh, before we check out, uh, sign off? Say, like, go along for the adventure. Yeah. Prayer, um,
2: If if you do it, you're going to change yeah mm-hmm. and that's one of the most exciting things I mean, Like, it, it's a gift it's an opportunity to experience the depths of god in a cool way um, and I, I wouldn't want anyone listening to miss out on that experience right like if you've been living the christian life and you haven't had a prayer life buckle up if you're not <laughs> going on the ride right because things are about yeah, yeah. to explode and get exciting yeah. And I can't wait. I pray that somehow y'all would share the story with us about how God is influencing right. you through prayer and it's it's through him, right? And so to like begin that yeah. conversation, begin that journey. Um yeah. I can I'm only dreaming of the moments that are happening, God willing, on the other side of this right. this podcast of people walking into to a prayer life and, and just, you know, the exciting things that come yeah. with that. So go along for the ride. Um, yeah. and don't leave any stone unturned. Let God have it all. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I would say um we didn't talk much about it, but uh, with prayer, if anyone's sort of struggling with prayer or, or hasn't really sort of uh, broached that aspect of, of the faith, um, prayer is exactly that. It's faith, right? Mm. Uh, I think of like little kids when they make up like make-believe people and they're talking to people, mm. having conversations with people, and you're like, uh, who are you talking to, right? And they've created this whole persona, right? right. Um, faith is... If you don't want to pray or you don't believe in prayer or you're struggling to pray, uh, just sort of like we talked about, go to God or I guess that is prayer. But um, just check your heart, What I, you know, because prayer to just pray is faith.
2: Hmm.
1: You're praying to a God you hmm. can't see with your eyes, hmm. right? And uh, you're believing and trusting in everything you're reading yeah. that he is who he says he is, that wow. he will actually... You know what I mean? Whenever I do something, I, I, I don't want to do anything that's not going to yield any result mm. or won't be fruitful. And so to, to engage in prayer is an act of faith, right? Because I'm going to spend this quality time, right, expecting that there will be some kind of experience or, you know, or transaction, if you will. Um, and um, yeah, so if you're struggling with prayer and, and things like that, you know, I, I just encourage you to kind of check your heart. Uh, God is forgiving. He's gracious. Mm. Mm. You know, His heart is huge, right? And so, uh, it's nothing that He hasn't seen before. Mm. Um, And so, just just be honest with Him. If you are struggling to pray and you're struggling in that realm, just you know, say, God, give me the faith, Mm. because maybe that could be that could be it. Mm. That's huge. All
0: right. Well, thank you guys Um, for this 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 time on prayer. I know it was edifying for me, and um, Mm. I'm grateful. So uh, that'll that'll be all for today. Um, Yeah, thank you for thank you if you made it all the way through. Thank you for tuning in, and um, we'll be back for more soon.